Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Cajun Libertarian Live. For all of the new people watching, I hope there's a bunch. I am your host, the Cajun Libertarian, and we are going to have an extraordinary time tonight. I am very much happy to be here. Very glad that you are here with us. Let's get right into it. So uh, for our first host, there he is, your lovely mermail, the neighborhood mermail, Jack Casey, author of the Royal green series fyi if you did not know jack casey's third book in the series will be released and available for purchase for purchase by the end of this episode and it will also be sold out by the end of this episode i don't do math so don't ask me how that's going to work i just love this picture i don't know why i need a new picture he needs more hair on his chest that's for sure Joe Soloski, the key to Pennsylvania's success. Uh, Mr. Joe, if you're watching, probably not, but I hope you are. I will be getting in touch with you soon, and you will be coming on this program, and I cannot wait. So if you're in Pennsylvania, please, please get on the Joe Soloski's campaign team and do whatever we can to help that man get to where he needs to go and be the voice for the people of Pennsylvania that you deserve. Honestly, if you're in Pennsylvania. And so, um, very glad to be here. Uh, it's been a very long day at work. Uh, I'm just now getting in and getting showered and getting right down here with y'all. And um, yeah, super, super, super awesome. I know I'm forgetting something here. Of course I am. The part that everybody loves. PayPal, Cajun Libertarian, if you want to donate. CajunLibertarian.com if you want a shirt like this. A little Cajun spice makes liberty real nice. We also have one that says something else. And I forgot because I am that ill-prepared for this segment. Thankfully, I am not ill-prepared for our amazing guest, Miss Kristen Alexander. Let's bring her on. Hey, how are you? I'm good, Kristen. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. Having a great day. It's rainy in Indiana. It's my favorite weather. It's the only weather we have. <laughs> right. I was going to ask you how the weather was up there right now, but you just told us it's wet. I had a feeling you were going to ask me about the weather, so I was prepared for that. <laughs> I really do love asking about how the weather is across the country because I talk to so many people all over the country, and um, I just find it fascinating. I hope everybody else does. Yeah. You know, it's, it's getting to summer now. For some of us, it's been summer for a hot minute. It's um, starting to feel like Louisiana up here. We got all that humidity. I'm still sweating. <laughs> it's at the point now to where you get out of the shower and it's still sweaty. Yeah. And humid and nasty and yucky. I think we're just about everywhere like that now. And so we were talking a little bit beforehand about Indiana. Yeah. And you guys are making some remarkable strides up there. I've had Kenneth Fitzlaff on. 
who is a gold standard for volunteerism, Evan McMahon, who's a remarkable state chair at the Indiana in Indiana, and then also the very infamous uh, Donald Rainwater now. And yeah. so uh, I've had him on as well, who was very inspirational and incredible. Absolutely loved him. And now we get the best of Indiana in Kristen Alexander. I don't know if it's the best, but we strive really hard. We try hard out here in Morgan County. Yeah. 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 Morgan County's in the comments now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they'll definitely uh, take over the comments section tonight. My cheerleaders are in the other room mm -hmm. watching. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without my team, honestly. Morgan County is amazing. Our theme this year that. for our convention was level up. Uh, it was almost make it rain. But <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> that one was taken. Good. And so yeah, yeah. so we, we leveled up and Morgan County's kicking ass, taking names out here. No question. Um, I'm loving Indiana and everything that y'all are doing up there. Y'all are really trailblazing. I uh, keep using that word. If you watch this show at any level of frequency, you hear that <laughs> phrase trailblazing. And Indiana is, I, I look at Indiana and Pennsylvania as kind of like, those forward moving uh icons of the liberty movement right now and i know texas is doing a, a lot yeah. there florida's doing a lot i mean a lot of them are but you guys are really killing it yeah yeah i think don don had 33 percent in some counties 11 percent across the state i think that's a record <laughs> uh, yeah i mean his debate with the uh when he got on the debate stage was just next level they had yeah, you should have heard him speak at the convention. He really, he inspires every single person. I mean, he got money from every single person at that convention that night. He spoke for probably 20 minutes and walked around the room. He's great. He's exactly who we want as a candidate out here. Yep, he was very, very, very inspiring. I actually stole a quote of his from the show and made a bunch of memes about it. Yeah, uh, he's me, got me yeah, me and the team made a bunch of memes about it. One thing that he said that we just loved was um, I just want to, or I'm going to butcher this. I want to be a little freer today than I was yesterday mm -hmm. or a little freer tomorrow than I am today. And I if think I'm a little freer tomorrow than I am today, it was a good day. There we go. I think you'd get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, Something along those lines, yeah. yeah. Jared was asking in the comments. I Talking about who you were, and now he says Elpin is the best affiliate. Jared Thank Hall you. is a sweetheart. He actually is my biggest donor ah. to date. Anybody that wants to beat him can totally donate to my PayPal at Lady for Liberty. I'm a candidate, you know, I've got a plug, so I'm gonna ask for all your money now. And you gotta beat his donation of a hundred dollars, and I'll send you something cool because that's what I do. I'm a good candidate, and uh, listen, and I'll tell you why you want to donate to me. <laughs> Lady for Liberty, is that with the, the number Lady four? Lady for number four, Liberty. Dot com? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's my PayPal. And you can find my website at morganlpin.org backslash uh, Alexander. I should have a link to the PayPal also. And Yeah, I, that's my fault. I was got, I got in so late. I could have, you know, we could have got oh, this yeah. ahead of time. My bad. <laughs> no, that's my bad. You know, you, you want to know if a really funny story. Always. I almost clicked on this one. Goat yoga. Yes. My parents just got goats and my dad's like, oh, they're just the best therapy. He sits there and he lets them climb on him inside the pen. And I'm like, you're crazy. <laughs> I'm fairly certain that was from me and Brian Lambrick's uh, improv, impromptu episode, goat yoga. But hey, that is freaking hilarious to me. I forgot all about it. 
<laughs> Goats are hilarious. They're, they're, we're getting some next year. We just got our chickens. So, nice. We've had yeah. many chickens. My wife has had many, many goats. Oh, thank you, Rico, for that one. Oh, and I hit the wrong uh, one. Yay, Rico. Oh, that's all right. MVP. I love goats. He's not Morgan County, right but there. he's Marion County, and he's kicking butt in Marion County, too. He's a little newer to us. I've seen, I've only been part of the Libertarian Party since 18, and I've seen more new people than I have seen in any organization I was ever in. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm part of the Lions Club and you don't get new members there, but no. we're, we're doing something and it feels good out here just to yes. give people a political home. Yeah. Yeah. Not just that, but the fact that um, you're doing that on one of your passions that we talked about prior to the show and your endeavor to really make your local government more efficient so that we're less reliant on the federal government. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm in an exploratory committee right now. I'm either going to run for township trustee or township board. I haven't quite decided um, where I need to be, what's really needed in the township. I'm still doing research. I've been going to the meetings. We stream them so that the public can see them because there's about four of us that attend these meetings. So nobody even yeah. knows what's going on and our local government can't be effective if you don't know what your public servants are doing. So we're taking that step first. Um, and if we had better governorship at the local level and we had people actually involved telling our leadership what they want, we wouldn't need the federal government to come in. You know, Madison Township has a $1.8 million budget. They spent $3,000 in taxpayer assistance during COVID. $3,000 during COVID you know, where everybody's getting all this extra money and they want to spend it on new cars for firefighters to take home. I mean, we have seven full-time employees at this township of firefighter EMTs and we have five take-home cars. Holy crap. <laughs> that are all paid for by taxpayers. You know, there's some really scary issues going on. You can't, they can't give us any reports on when they've done maintenance on vehicles, where their money is going. They just did a remodel. We have no idea the breakdowns on those. So we really just, I want to make my township more accountable. And I want to start there because you got to start small before you get big, right? And I'm going to start there and learn everything I can on the township level because our state is being overrun by people like this. You know, they're Republicans, but all they do is spend. I actually just had lunch with the head Democrat in Morgan County like one of the top Democrats in Morgan County, because they are fiscally concerned <laughs> like, <laughs> about what the Republicans are spending. You, gotta, you might have a crisis. <laughs> like it is. It's, it's a, crisis. a crisis. I have to, I'm working with Democrats. I'm working with Republicans on both sides to make a tripartisan effort for our government to work for us. Like they're supposed to. Amen. And a women. I mean, that's <laughs> yes. what I'm talking about. <laughs> that's <Yeah>. a, <laughs> Cassie says, what? Yeah. I know, right? That's incredible. That's it's just insane. It's something I've been harping on a lot here lately. So it's very, very, I won't say it's ironic. Uh, it was meant to be to have this conversation right here in this space and time because uh, I was at, I got in this um, group on Clubhouse and it said, um, did we want to abolish the 16th Amendment with the income tax, right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, and what would life look like afterwards? 
And one of my big deals was, you know, we can define capitalism all we want, Mm -hmm. how it should be, how it should work for us, whether it should or shouldn't work for us. Uh, But at the end of the day, if we abolish the 16th Amendment and we eliminated the income tax and we had this perfect utopic ideal of how taxes would go, which would be no taxes, uh, but we have taxes, right? And so Mm -hmm. what do they do with them afterwards? Because as of right now, and you are literally giving us a real life, real time example of it doesn't matter what you did with the tax code and tax reform. If the money that we are, they are taking from us isn't allocated properly. Right. If they're not being responsible, you know, if I'm not responsible with my money, I'm a bad parent. I'm a bad human. Oh, you know, you spent what on granite countertops because they looked cute. You know, when the fire department does it, they deserve it because they're essential and they do. I understand that, you know, these are our firefighters. They work hard, but they should be responsible. We don't just play willy nilly with other people's money. I don't go get some money from my mom that I'm supposed to hold on to. I don't take the money that's in my campaign fund and go pay my bills with it because that's wrong. And when your government doesn't stop themselves and say, Oh, maybe we shouldn't pay for a cruise because it's got one day of training on it. You know, we're a small township. We have 10,000 people. Like, we should be responsible with their money. Right. Like Bill Bull said, they're supposed to be stewards, and they are not. They're not taking care of us. Yeah. And I I, I love what you're saying because I, I like to dumb it down for people like myself and just say, if you don't spend your money properly, you face consequences. Mm-hmm. They aren't spending money properly. And they're not facing consequences. Not even a little bit. Our fire chief, who was was in real tight with our trustee, he made he worked at our district, and then he worked in Wayne Township. And the Wayne Township thing is a whole nother debacle. But between the two positions, sorry, I'm not off the screen. <laughs> between the two no, positions, no, he was making $300,000 a year. $300,000 of taxpayer funds a year. And I'm like, but it takes you nine minutes to get to my house when it's on fire. (laughs) And if I need help with my light bill, you are going to send me to the cap office in the county instead of helping me. Why? Why do we need $1.8 million? So. You don't. No. Not to run two fire stations. We don't. Not if you're running them wisely. Yeah. Yeah. We're having the same issue here in in Mississippi. uh, Similar issue. Hell, I guess it's everywhere, really. Right. I mean, this is what they do. They're ineffective at best, uh, co- absolutely corrupt and detrimental to every single community in the country. Um, that's the most likely uh, deduction. But something that we've dealt with here in Mississippi is we voted on Initiative 65. It was, wasn't great, but it was a good start for medicinal cannabis. And there some constitutionality was brought up and it got brought to the Supreme court and now it was shot down. And one of the things is this that the issue where you guys had five districts before and now it's down to four and you can't right. get the signatures. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Really- the math didn't really add up. So now we have no Avenue towards a citizens um, amendment. Right. Right. So it's, it's just impossible. The math isn't there for us. We have to rework the entire cost or that amendment of the constitution or go a different way. So we opted to go a different way 
And we reached out to everybody we were supposed to. And of course, the governor, lieutenant governor, and those people's in power brought what's the first question they asked, right? Well, if we did a special session, that would cost a bunch of extra money. <laughs> like, well, wait a minute now. We give right. you way more money than you need already. So since you're taking it, do what put we it want to you what to do. We tell you to do with it. Exactly. Right. I mean, it's incredible. It's Jackson, Mississippi. I said this before. Jackson, Mississippi is one of the highest tax rated cities in our state. And they have all of the worst infrastructure. Okay. They don't need more money. Mm -mm. They, they need, need to, to spend use it, right? money better. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, that's the Democrat I was talking to yesterday. He said, I don't know if I can support you. Because we have some anarchists in our uh, in our county. And uh, I'm not so much an anarchist. I'm probably a minarchist, if you had to classify me and put me in a box. <laughs> but, you know, he said, well, you know, Danny, he says no taxes. And I said, I understand the necessity of taxes, but it comes a point where I will take away your allowance if you're not spending it wisely. Like, you know, our tax rate is, I believe it's the 19th highest tax rate in our state out of over a thousand townships. We're up in the top 20. That's absurd. <laughs> that's just, that, yeah. You'll never convince me that that's ignorance and just terrible management. Right. To me, that just is corruption. That's, it has to be. You're a cat. It has to be. There's no way they're that stupid. I think they're pretty close to that stupid and co that corrupt. I, and so, I know our board and our trustee fairly okay. Like, I know them by name. I don't think that our trustee is stupid at all. And I don't hmm. think our board's stupid. And I don't think the person who was our clerk was stupid. They were all very well-versed in government and they're well-known players in the Morgan County GOP. And like our trustee used to be a firefighter. We started actually in Indiana, we didn't have a conflict of interest law. And um, a gentleman by the name of Greg Terhune, he's actually the Democrat I was working with, he lobbied the state government to create a conflict of interest law and no longer could firefighters sit on the board and give themselves pay raises. So we have a small win there, but they just quit nice. being firefighters and started working on the board and their wives, they'd get their wives to run and then they would get raises and nobody would ever care. You know, these are our firefighters. Don't you care about our firefighters? And if you say anything against them, you hate them. Exactly. <laughs> like, Virtue signaling. Yes. At its worst. And mm -hmm. it's unfortunate because out of all of like <laughs> our departments of uh, local governments, the firefighters are like the ones that everybody loves. You know, typically speaking, like I mean, my husband's an EMT. I'm for it. I, my great grandfather was a volunteer fire department firefighter in this department in my township. He's founded nice. it. Like, you can have nice things and not spend a ton and wastefully. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I showed one comment a little prematurely. So oh, let no. me let me backtrack here and just make it a little bit fun, Jared. <laughs> What am I drinking tonight? I am drinking an Indiana native bourbon. It's a blood orange bourbon by Jim City. And they're located in Anderson, Indiana. Big gun blood orange bourbon. Yep. Nice. Like, they are great. <laughs> I actually used to work for one of the co-owners of the bourbon. So I'm a little biased. But ah. honestly, I had a bad experience at 14 with some wild turkey. 
It's kind of. I bet you did. <laughs> oh my God. I bet you did. And uh, so it kind of turned me off of bourbon for a long time. And I joined the Libertarian Party and found out that I can't be a Libertarian unless I drink bourbon. So I've been, oh. I've been trying to find a good one. And this one's pretty all right. The blood orange is good and sweet. No, Jared. I gave <laughs> I, I got Jared's uh, Hellcat Maggie whiskey for his birthday, um, because I love fucking Kings of New York. It's one of the best movies ever. <laughs> like dead rabbits till we die. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, I had something I was going to ask you there and got distracted by that Kings of New York. That's pretty funny. Oh, Natalie Bruno running for governor of Oklahoma. Blood orange is yummy. Oh, hey, Natalie, good luck on your run. Governor's my goal one day. I've been in the governor's mansion here in Indiana. Um, I went for a Valentine's Day tea a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh, I started decorating it in my head. <laughs> I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And these are the, I can't wait to write myself out of power. Like, nice. that's my goal as governor. I want to be a gov. I want to become governor. I want one executive order. And that executive order would be that there will be no more executive orders that's beautiful <laughs> like, and i love the sound of that 20 years from now no <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> okay so now, now now i remember we were talking about rite of passage into libertarianism one of them is that you have to like bourbon yeah another one uh you just recently achieved and that was catching a ban on facebook Yes, that is my very first zuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was talking um i just like came across a comment and I was really upset with a lot of our leadership right now and saying, Oh, well, we are going to quit. And like this mass exodus of libertarians and like, well, bye, because you weren't a libertarian to begin with. If you exodus this way, if you want to stop being a card carrying member over some drama, instead of fighting for your rights and your beliefs, then you're not a libertarian anyway, because we have to fight. That's our whole party is a fight against the other parties. So, you know, I was really disappointed with them. I said that we should um, burn it all down and bathe in the ashes or bathe in the soap that we make from the ashes of the ah, government. And that, that is, caught me a ban. It was violent. Yeah, I am fairly certain you are on a watch list now as well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. So, fingers crossed. So if you're hoping, watching. Yeah. My I'm real sure friends will report me to the government for being a radical. <laughs> I, I know that I have, uh, you know, a few of my favorite Fed boys watching me. I hope that you now have your new acquired Fed boys watching you as well. So, hey there. Ooh, I, at this point, can imagine I'm on several watch lists as you are now as well. Uh, there is another rite of passage to being a libertarian that I have uh, recently, uh, I guess it's a couple of months now, recently achieved. I'm wondering if you have as well. Uh, a death threat, apparently, I find out in the oh. last couple of days is a rite of passage to libertarianism. No, I think there's a little spark of crazy in my left eye. That's in my left eye. And I'm pretty sure that nobody would send me a death threat because that spark of crazy. Those Don't eyes are worry. blue because of all the souls I've consumed. <laughs> just, <laughs> like, just wait. You're going to get the death threat. It fingers is. crossed. That means I'm <laughs> doing my job. My kids exactly tell me, right. I hate you, mom. And I'm like, well, good. I'm doing my job right. <laughs> <laughs> How many kids you got? Three. Nice. Yep, a ten-year-old, an eight-year-old, and a four-year-old. Two boys and a girl. Yeah. I didn't. You do not look old enough to have a ten-year-old. Ah, you're my new favorite podcast person. Yes, indeed. That's 
winning. Also, you're the about. first one to invite me on, and I've got two pretty well-known libertarian podcasts here in Indiana. We've got Y or We Are Libertarians, WAL, and you know Chris Spangle, and yeah. uh, he has not said anything. And then Boss Hog of Liberty, I went to school with his wife. I feel like he owes me an invite. Hmm. Saying Jeremiah. I hope they're watching because <laughs> I too. love you calling them out for that. <laughs> Chris Spangle. Yeah. His yeah. friend is my campaign manager. You'd think I'd have an in, but him getting I, engaged has got his mind. It's gone. Oh, yeah. He's definitely doughy-eyed right now. <laughs> Rightfully so. I don't blame him. Uh, Chris, Spang uh, Chris Spangle is a friend of mine on Facebook. I've had uh, Brian Nichols on the show. And so... Um, yeah, yeah. If if you're watching, I doubt it because there we are libertarians, and I'm just piddly old Cajun libertarian. <laughs> Although I am a part of Muddy Waters Media now, um, Chris, uh, we are libertarians. Brian Nichols, I know Brian's schedule, and it's ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, they're it, but, crazy packed. Yeah, but yeah, if they go, if you go back and watch this, if you have not scheduled Kristen by the end of this episode, <laughs> then you are fired. Fired. Ouch. I'm just kidding. Nah. I love those guys. We have a good relationship with them. So they're good. I like oh. listening to them. Thank you, Sarah. Chris Spangle. <laughs> I like calling out Chris Spangle. We don't personally know each other, but he was supposed to show up to one of fun. our meetings and didn't. He was supposed to go to the convention and didn't. I have yet to miss meet Chris Spangle, in fact. Well, that makes two of us. Yeah, I've never no. even talked to him. Uh, we're just friends on Facebook. He's laughed at a couple of my memes. That's about the extent of that conversation. Same. But I do like Chris. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Brian. Brian is one of my favorite people. He's actually a podcaster that I try to model because he is just exceptional. And so you will get on, Chris. Chris, I will uh, message Brian, Brian tonight and be like, hey, don't do that. You know he has a Sunday candidate podcast, right? I didn't. Once I declare, maybe he'll get me on then. I got a lot mad. of people are waiting for me to declare, like what I'm running for, so they can nitpick. I mean, I already know my vote totals. I already know I need five thousand dollars to win. So, <laughs> so we're, we're we're doing this now, right? What? Are what? we doing this now? Sure. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Then. <laughs> I was just I was messing with you, but if you want to declare now, yeah, by all means, go ahead. Oh God, no, I can't. I have to be nominated. My peeps gotta. They got to tell me what they want me to do. I really, my, I wouldn't have ever dreamed of running for office if it wasn't for like Danny Lundy and Chris Galt. Like it's great because his last name's Galt. I don't know if you've read it, but you know, he yeah. is a Galt. So he's mm -hmm. the best libertarian there is. <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't have run if they hadn't really shown a lot of support for me um, and Morgan County in general, like, they put up when they speak, you know, they walk the walk and talk the talk at no other party does that. That's the standard for Indiana, as I have seen it in real time um, with being so involved with so many people of your state. Um, I, I'm loving what y'all are doing over there, but I do. I'm glad that we brought that up because it did. I want to circle back Saki to a question that I had for you earlier that we, uh, that I missed. And that is for everybody watching, what is the difference between the two seats that you have in mind? So the board approves the budget. The board holds the trustee accountable. The trustee changes policy or can with the board's approval. 
they also are in charge of appointing the fire chief. They also hire the township clerk, which handles all of the paperwork and everything that a clerk does. Um, if I were to run for trustee, I would clean house uh, as far as the clerk's office goes. Uh, <laughs> because I want somebody in there that I know is going to audit. And I, you know, I've got a lot of, I've got a lot of faith in a couple members of the board actually. So our board went through a bunch of changes um, and we had two new members caucused in because of loss of two members, you know, and one moved out of the township and one resigned. And so I, I like where my board's head is at. They're starting to ask for this accountability. Um, but the trustee is where all the big decisions are really made. He handles the loans, you know, and all the board gets to do is say yes or no. And most of the time they're going to say yes because the process has already started. So why would they stop it? But this year, this year, the board stood up and we did not approve the budget that the clerk and the trustee presented. <clears throat> yeah, we talked a little bit about that prior. Yeah. So <clears throat> I did remember you using the word they can't, but is it more of they won't tell you where all this money is going? I think it's both. Right. I really do think it's both. I think that there's been a lot of mismanagement and disorganization as far as keeping records. Like in specific, we have an ambulance that is, let's see. Sorry, I've got notes. Um, the yeah, ambulance yeah, yeah. has broken down twice since we bought it. It has 80,000 miles on it. We replaced the engine in this ambulance twice. Why? Why did we have to replace an engine? Where are our receipts for oil changes? Where are we making sure that it's getting serviced? There's none. There's no logs for that. At least none that they've so far provided. You can't do an FOI request for it because the board doesn't even have this information, let alone the county. So, you know, we don't know how much money is being spent in gasoline for these take-home cars, which they get at a discounted rate from the school. So how is this hurting the school by giving five people take-home cars? You know, how much gas are they losing out on? How much more is it costing them? Because they get it at $1.81 where, where it's three thirty-five right now. Like, oh, yeah. So not just... only are they stealing taxpayer dollars directly, they are also indirectly hurting other taxpayer dollars that are going towards our public school system that could be better used. Uh, okay. I try my hardest to be a libertarian. I try then not to drift off into too much minarchy. Right. <laughs> and then I do my damn best not to just be full-blown anarchist. So as somebody <laughs> who runs, helps run a freaking company mm -hmm. do you know how easy it is to track your gas mm -hmm. your mileage your oil usage it just blow it just drives me nuts so we will instead of me ranting because this is christian's show <laughs> i'll let you talk again because i hope no I it's insane it's crazy it doesn't take very much to put your receipt in with the clerk you know take your receipt into the clerk when we have maintenance done hold the people that are doing the maintenance accountable you know, ask Andy more, what did you do? Make sure you get a detailed report of the work done on the vehicle. Be diligent. It's responsibility and common sense. There's there's like 50 bajillion apps for that. 
Is there? I, I'm not. I am technologically savvy. I'm a. I'm 31 and a half. I'm a millennial, like, but I don't know about these apps. I'm starting to get into that Gen X age oh, where you're oh. like, oh, how do I do this on my phone? And I ask my 10 year old, how do I? <laughs> like, how do I? How do I log you into the PlayStation Network? No, 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 no. I wasn't saying it was you. I'm saying quite literally, there there are a bajillion apps you can download just to record said information. Yeah. That could be administered like Facebook from one to two individuals where everything can be reported to. We literally use this. It's a free app. That's amazing. Yeah. Send me a link because I will put it in my proposal when I start talking to constituents. <laughs> I will send you many links. It's yeah. You, you yeah. can have just an app that each person has on their government issued phone that I assume they have already. I don't know verbatim, but probably. <laughs> I mean, if they've got a car, why wouldn't they have a phone? <laughs> uh, at the very least, somebody's paying a portion of their phone bill. If not, still, you can require a government employee to download a free app on their phone. And then everything they put on that phone, this is the gas mileage I use today. This is where I got my oil change. You keep the paper receipts as well. Yeah. All of it can be reported to the app. And then the app goes to the administrator. This is very easy. And it's so amazing. it's intentional in my mind. It's not lazy at the very least. We'll go with that. I think lazy is worse than, you know, if you're not even going to try, why? I feel like you're trying if you wanna, very If hard. you're going to go in and intentionally be a villain, at least you have a goal. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> that's what that's what I lean to. Yeah. Which is why I just almost an anarchist. Almost an anarchist, just yeah. get rid of it all. Burn it okay. to the ground. I'm, I'm here for the apocalypse. I'm pretty ready. I'm getting there. I didn't read this comment, but I know who it's from, and I saw the first line, so here we go. I drive a fleet vehicle. There's a maintenance plan called lease plan we have to use. In order to use the gas card, I have to put it in my vehicle ID, employee number, and mileage. I do the same thing, Kenneth. Yeah. It's a WEX card, and it's oh, recorded. Yeah. yeah, I had WEX cards when I did some gas meters. Yeah, like it makes perfect sense. It's simple. It's inexpensive that's all that matters, you know, to hold ourselves accountable. I want to trust our fire department, but that's right. But time has shown that I can't trust our government. You know, your, their actions speak much louder than their words. I, I, w I, I would love to be that person. That's like, I can't trust my government because they're incompetent, <laughs> but I'm far beyond that at this point. <laughs> I try to I, stay out of the conspiracy theories. My husband was really into Alex Jones when we met, and that was <laughs> in like 2014, that. just right after the psychotic break. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I was like, maybe I need to stay away from the conspiracy theories because they make me a little crazy. And and mostly, I try to give them the benefit of the doubt. Life is hard. Jobs are hard. Running a government is hard. Having to take care of 10,000 people is difficult, but it's harder when you don't listen to them. You know, yeah. we had a fire Terry. They wanted to merge our township with another township for a fire territory um, in 2020, right before the pandemic hit. Uh, it was one of the last big meetings we had. Over 100 people showed up. They threw people out of that meeting for having things to say. Uh, we found out after the meeting that the board didn't even know what the meeting was about, that the chief of the fire department and the trustee had gone together behind their backs and made this proposal. We had board members saying they were going to vote 
for the proposal to raise our taxes uh, just to spite us. Like that, that is intentional. That's what I'm running against. And I want the laziness out, you know. I think our government should be compassionate. They should be communicative. We should be able to access our meeting minutes. We should be able to watch our videos if we don't feel comfortable going in person and we don't have time. We should be able to watch our meetings and we should be fucking principled. Like that's important. Like if we are if we don't stick to our principles, what's what are we? If you're you are only as good as your word. I can't remember who said that, but it was somebody famous. <laughs> and and it's so true. And I've lived my life by that. Uh, you, it's a great philosophy. Yeah. I mean, you're only as good as your word goes a long way. It's been here a long time. I'm looking for the uh, the link. Can't Which find link? it. The link to your campaign. Mm, I don't know. Danny Lundy in the comments. He's the one that manages my page. There you go. Danny, yeah. post the link again, please, so we can put it go. back up. Um, He's on a 10-second delay, I think. <laughs> thoughts on President Shane. Oh, So, Jared, I can't have very many thoughts on President Shane because I don't live inside the Mooresville proper, and I no longer work inside of Mooresville because of reasons. <laughs> and so I think that... so. What he's talking about is Shane Williams. Shane Williams was the prior president of the Mooresville Town Council. I live in Canby, um, which is literally right next door to Mooresville. We're in the same county. Um, he is everything that's wrong with government. He inherited millions of dollars from his grandfather and has never worked a real job day in his life. He's a slumlord. Yeah, he owns many rental properties and drives around um, when he's not campaigning in a Beamer or a Mercedes. I'm not sure which one, but when he is campaigning, it's the Ford pickup, you know, so he's the fake, the fakest person you could ever imagine. Um, there's a sign ordinance war going on between Shane and Danny in Mooresville. And really it's, it's not just Shane and Danny. It's, the discrimination that's happening in Mooresville against political parties. Shane got his panties in a twist. Somebody told him to remove a sign and now nobody can put out political signs. Now it's ask your government if you can put a sign on your property. Well, did you ask permission? Well, why the hell do I have to ask permission? I pay taxes on this. I own this. I maintain this. This is an innocuous sign that is two by three that nobody is going to be in danger. You know, it's not like blocking anybody's view or something. Um, so we've been pressing this for over a year, this issue, Morgan County Libertarian Party. We've paid a lawyer to write um, a cease and desist letter to the town of Mooresville. We've come up with an amendment. We wrote an amendment and had um, a town council member propose that amendment. That amendment then went to the planning commission. The planning commission liked our amendment, wanted to make some changes, and then sent it back to the town council and went to the town council and never got a second because our local government really likes power and it doesn't matter what kind of power it is, but if they can put you underneath their thumb and tell you, Oh no, I'm sorry. You can't have a political sign in your yard, but this person over here can have a political sign. It just got crazy last year. They pulled some Dawn rainwater signs out of yards because we were 
we were going to win, man. We, we felt it in our souls. We really, and they did too. They yes, thought they we did. were going to win. They tried to change our state laws because of Donald Rainwater. They tried yeah. to make us start having to have a primary and having to get signatures and a primary to run. And, and because we've been on the ballot since 1994. Indiana is tr is moving. We are growing and they are afraid of us. And it's so good. And I love that Evan is our chair. I loved Tim. Tim is an amazing human and he was a great chair. And we would not be where we are now if it wasn't for Tim. But it is very apropos for Evan to take this, take these reins and lead. And he's so inspirational and he knows how to speak very well. And he knows exactly what the party needs and he's sociable and everybody gets along with him. You mm -hmm. know, he had a call with all the drama that's going on. He had a call with the Mises caucus and they were like, don't shit on Evan because Evan is at least level headed. You know, I don't agree with everything the Mises caucus does as individuals. I like the Mises outline, but I don't think a lot of the caucus follows it. Right. You know what, you know what I mean? Their platform, but, yeah, Cassie Evan is the best. <laughs> but he will always tell you no. And if he tells you yes, he's lying. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking at the comments. <laughs> Distracted. And No, you're good. My, my, my screen froze up for about like 20 seconds there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> no, so I missed almost all of that. But oh, that's no. okay. Because now, now I'm want, just I, lauding Evan. Evan's doing well. He's leading the state where it needs to be. You know, we're leveling up. Um, I want to brag on my peeps in Morton County because I think we're probably running low on time. And uh, I told them that I would because their egos are big. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Morgan County has one affiliate of the year in Indiana two years running because of our growth, because of our organization. We want affiliate in a box because we know what we're talking about and we know how to apply these principles to growth. I just want to take what... Morgan County has done for the Libertarian Party for ourselves and apply it to government. We need to outreach. My very first door knocking campaign is next month and I'm not running till 2022 because next month we're going out and we're going to get a survey of my community to see what ma issues matter to them. And then I can create policy in order to show them that Libertarians aren't against you. We're with you. And I don't need to run on well, this is the party platform. I want to tailor my campaign to how this Libertarian Party will help you achieve what matters most to you as a constituent. So our first round of door knocking is, I think we'll probably hit it July 15th. Um, we've got a couple of outreach events between now and then as a county. Um, and I just hope that the rest of the country takes that affiliate in a box handbook and can use it and appreciate it. And then it helps them as much as it's helped us because that's the outline we use to grow. And if everybody can grow the way that Morgan County has, we'll take over in no time. The gold rush is happening. It and is it's happening. 2021 and we're here. I love it. I love that. So I'm going to actually laud your state chair as well for a second. And then I have a couple of questions for you. Uh, Evan McMahon is still... My wife, as far as she let me know, and hopefully Spike doesn't fire me for this one, but um, <laughs> out of all the people I've interviewed, Spike Cohen, Dan Donald Rainwater, um, 
I always do this. And then I say, I don't know why I started this because I shouldn't have started in the first place. I hope nobody gets offended by I didn't name their names. But um, anyway, after all the people I've interviewed, my wife still says that Evan is one of the best interviews that she's seen. Yeah. And um, there's a reason for that. He's good at what he does. He um, stood up for vaping rights here in Indiana. They tried to, a few years ago, try to outlaw vaping. And he stood up for it and lobbied with the state. He knows what he's doing. He's very intelligent, very eloquent. Um, he owes me two hours. He donated to my campaign. He owes me an hour of calling and he owes me an hour of advice. Because nice. his advice is what I wanted more than his money. It's worth yeah. more than any dollar he could ever give me. That's awesome. I love it. So let me ask you this question from Cassie. Yeah. I think the only experience you need to be a trustee is, do you run your own budget at home? You can run a, I mean, what's an extra couple zeros on the end? You know, I've never had a credit card. I paid cash for my house. I have paid nice. off the only car I've ever owned. I own two cars on payments. I paid one off in six months. I paid the other one off in three years because you do not live or work outside your means. As a parent, you know you can't because your children are counting on you. As an elected official, you know you can't misappropriate funds because your constituents are counting on you. If you can balance a checkbook, you can balance a budget. And if you don't get bigger than your britches, then it's fine. It's not hard. I mean, I know that there are some things that I will need to learn to be trustee. I need to learn local codes and ordinances. Luckily, and part of my great team is Jennifer Metter. Um, she's really good at research. She's also been recently appointed to the BZA because Warren County kicks ass. We have two libertarians that have been appointed nice. by Republicans because they know that we're trustworthy and principled. I love it. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I didn't know that right there. I yeah. love that. That's awesome. Okay. So from Chris, Gar Chris Darnell, not Chris Darnell, as he explicitly put it last night on the podcast. He, uh, he also runs a podcast. I was on it last night wearing a freaking crawfish suit. Yes, oh, I can't believe I missed playing that. guitar. Go back and, and watch that. And, yeah, I was I was wearing a crawfish <laughs> suit, playing a guitar, and singing, and just shitting all over Darnell and his co-host. Perfect. And I told you I wouldn't uh, cuss, but I just said that. So there's that. Uh, and I do have to point out the fact that Darnell, you might want to proofread, bro. Pice. I don't know about any pieces of legislation. I don't either. Um, and I don't really know that I want to push legislation either. I want to facilitate, you know, these reports because as the trustee, I'm, I'll be required to hold office hours. If I am holding my workers accountable, my firefighters, my EMTs, my board members, my clerk, if I am holding them accountable, if I'm accountable, they will be accountable and everything will work better. I mostly want reports made of every single bit of expenditure. There's no reason why we shouldn't have that and why it shouldn't be public access. Though that's my first bit. You know, I want I want maintenance records, I want food expenditure reports, I want training expenditure reports. I want to know why we did it and why did we spend so much? Where we can get extras. They just did a remodel. And they said, well, Lowe's was only able to donate one refrigerator to us because they donated three to us three years ago. Well, why did you need new refrigerators if you just got them three years ago? 
because I got question. my refrigerator six years ago <laughs> and it's still going great. <laughs> Valid question. Oh yeah. my God. I, I love everything. I wish that we could have had time. This is my fault. I am so uh, sorry. Um, I, I'm happy I love to come it. back. <laughs> you are coming back if you are indeed happy to. I would love to have you back for sure. But I love everything about the way that your mind is working towards this because I think that I'm a very practical and pragmatic person. I'm not a prag caucus. Please don't <laughs> say that. I'm, I'm the, and let me clarify to everybody. There is watching. no prag caucus. What are you talking about? There really isn't. But let me clarify just to make sure everybody knows. <laughs> uh, the only caucus that I'm a part of is the one that I co-founded. It's the most wholesome and best caucus on the planet. It is all. I don't care what Spike Cohen says on Muddy Waters <laughs> Media. The Seafood Caucus is the fasting growing caucus in the country. We have over 1,500 members, or at least 1,500 members, uh, and we're only about maybe a month old. And so, nice. yeah, I am not a part of the pra – anyway, going back. I like the practical – if we're going to get to the point to we to where we want to be, where we really are free of, of government in our lives, these are the steps necessary to get there. The people don't, or I'm maybe self projecting because I didn't up until these last few months. And talking to people like you, Kristen, these are the steps that I really don't feel like people really understand on how to get to libertarianism, minarchism, and anarchism. All of those fall under the scope of what we're trying to do as far as advancing the message of liberty. Mm -hmm. And so, if we want the, the, the scope of government in our life scale back the way we want it to be, then what you're doing is what has to be done first and it has to be taken seriously. And I love everything about your messaging. Well, and so <laughs> you're very welcome. Like I told you, I didn't think it was ironic timing. I was literally having this conversation in clubhouse all week. I know Jimmy hammered me for dropping the clubhouse. I don't care, Jimmy to the gulag with you. He also just called me a grammar Nazi again. Well, that's me by definition. Grammar Nazi will judge he you. Can say, he can say <laughs> and I'm going to do it live, Jimmy. You watch this, Jimmy, to the gulag. And you're gone. Gone. Ouch. Watch, watch. Delete comment. <gasps> Your oh, comment's God. gone too, Jimmy. To the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I told you I like to have fun. Uh, it's a good time. It's been fun. I've actually had a lot of fun. I've, no. I was nervous, but nah, you made it good. Look who's here. And he <gasps> Spangle showed up. Well. Oh yeah, no, Spangle grammar. can't spell for shit. I've noticed. That's I follow great. him on Facebook. I followed him on That's Facebook before honest. I was a libertarian, actually. I followed We Are Libertarians. Nice. Um I was a fangirl, but Galt got me first, so Chris loses. Sorry, Spangle. So Chris, <laughs> since you decided to grace us with your presence, and I hope you are okay with me uh taking a couple of jabs at you there, bro. Even though we've never talked, um, I'm going to take love. one much love just like that. I'm going to take a jab at you one more time. I would really appreciate that you get Kristen Alexander, an absolute superstar um, that I can tell on your show on We Are Libertarians and tell Brian to do the same. Thing. I, I'm going to text Brian when we get off of here. Tell him to do the same damn thing, man. This, this girl needs to be heard. You're running for this woman needs to be heard. 
You are running for office, her press secretary, Chris. He's not my press secretary. That's my campaign <laughs> manager, Spangle. Get it right. He's got a title. Danny Lundy's nice. title is not the campaign manager. He could be my press secretary, I guess. Everybody's getting hired all of a sudden, too. What's going on <laughs> on my show? There's oh, it's Danny. an intern position. It's unpaid. Yes. <laughs> There's Danny there. Chris, have Kristen on your show. How many viewers do we have right now, Cajun? Well, I can only see Facebook. Well, maybe I can see all of them. We're almost 30. I think so. I beat Spike. What did you say, Sarah? He only had 20. Yeah, we've averaged above 25 the entire time, which is pretty high for my show. Spike so. Cohen, let's have a war. How many viewers can you get on Cajun versus how many viewers oh can I get on Cajun? Oh, my God. You know what's going to happen, right? I'm absolutely. I'm taking every bit of this that you're saying right now, and I will absolutely use it against Spike. Yes. Every chance I get. He's a good hugger. I'll give him that. I, uh, I was lucky he, enough to meet him. I won't meet him yet. I haven't met him yet until uh, July. Are you going to Colorado? No, I yeah. am hosting the Mississippi convention. Oh, nice. Yeah, I live in Mississippi. I'm in Jackson. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So Spike's coming down. Matt's coming down. Unfortunately, Eskimo Libertarian cannot make it. And so um, that sucks, but that's very understandable. And so, yeah, I'll get to meet him in person, but I've had him on the show and we've talked, you know, I, I kind of crap on him in the, in the comment section of his show. And I have I've done a few things. To take over and hijack, I absolutely hijacked. Oh, I've seen them unintentionally. I that was not. I did not think that was going to be as big as <laughs> hit as it was, but it hijacked their two hundredth episode. Sorry, not sorry, Spike and Matt. I took over their whole thing. Chris says, if the media doesn't know that he's failing, probably need a new one. To be honest, ouch. Mm, burn. <laughs> I've got aloe in my bag. I'm a mom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yes, indeed. Don't mess with the moms. That's for sure. No. So am I forgetting anything here? Shit. I don't know. Me we'll, either. We'll remember it for next time. Last thing we talked about was just crapping all over Spike Cohen and his viewership and how much better Kristen Alexander is Ooh. on bringing viewers to the Cajun Libertarian Podcast and any of Spike's guests or Spike himself. I would love if Spike watched this cast because that would probably like, I met like Glenn Yuen one time. It's the only like real celebrity I've ever met. And I fangirled super hard. And one time I met Spike, I cried because uh, <laughs> I am the power and he signed my sign. And oh my God, Cassie, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have something special coming for you. Send me your address. Uh, Cassie Rolon is donating $10 a month to my exploratory committee and campaign fund, um, which gets you a really cool prize. You just don't even know yet. So who is next? Look, we still have 26 viewers. We're, we're about 10 minutes over, but yeah. we still have 26 to 30 something viewers. I can't see all the viewers for, I don't know why StreamYard does this to me when I log off, there's always way more viewers than, than when I'm looking at it, but. Um, who's next? Cassie Spike. donating ten dollars. Spike's gonna donate. I'll give it to Doggos if it makes him feel better. <laughs> like, 
Yes. Yes. He loves the doggos. He does. It would, it would make my whole day. So I met Lucy Brenton. She ran for Senate here. She's part of why I joined the party in 2018. Jared Hall, woot, MVP. Making money. You want me to be the first elected libertarian in Morton County. Well, uh, I would say it like this. This is personal opinion. We're libertarians here. So take it with a grain of salt if you want. Absolutely. I'm just going to say that you will be the first libertarian elected in Morgan County, Indiana. I like it. People keep dropping money. I'll get to my $5,000 goal. I'll hit all the trainings that I need to so I can represent the Libertarian Party in the best way possible. So which seat are you running for? Yeah. <laughs> I am totally kidding. I just put you on the spot. That I feel like at this point you've had enough bourbon to handle that as a joke. You're all right. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I, it really depends on this one particular board member. If he runs for trustee, I have faith in him. And I'll run for board which is something I know I'll murder. Like there's no losing that board. None. Nice. There is. I love your confidence. Um, but as far as if, so if he decides to run for trustee, then I'll run for board. But if he does not run for trustee, I'm gunning. I'm hard. I'm hardcore because I care about my community. I've lived here my entire life. Really? I worked there a lot of my life. I went to school in this community. There's no reason why somebody that has barely lived here should be in charge of it when I've grown up here for 21 years. I love so. it. Great mic drop. There's no question about it. <laughs> you are the person for the gig and I will have you on. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you have a timeline on when you will know which seat you're running for? So January is when they will nominate me when my <laughs> County will nominate me. Um, and then I will go to the state convention and be officially nominated. Kind of. It's like a kind of an official nomination. It happens in January. May. May is probably when I will. I want their primary to run so I know who I'm running against to be confident in what I should do going forward. So January. <laughs> yeah, probably. That feels like such a long way away. It does. But it's, it's, not, it's not, though. It's, it's right really around not. the corner. You know, and I'm already falling behind on the handbook. Uh, Indiana has a candidate handbook, and I've read through it, um, and I'm already starting to fall behind on, like, my campaign plan from where I wanted to be. So I've got a year, and this is June's, a year and four months <laughs> until my name is on a ballot. Um, and I have a lot of work to do. And anybody that wants to be a candidate has to be able to understand how much work they have to do. We have three door knocking sessions planned for next year and one door knocking session planned for this year, a survey nice. we're putting out. We have as a County six outreach meetings that we're going to. Oh, Spangle. I didn't know you were a fucking Republican. Ooh. <sighs> Requiring signatures on a petition. Damn. Shots fired, Chris. How's the eleven hundred dollars I've already raised sound instead of a hundred signatures? So that if it, I don't know if you can see my cursor here, but all we're doing is just adding an extra one to this one hundred, meaning adding eleven hundred to it in cash amount, which means a lot. So Chris, have her on the show. Um, that was a good burn. <laughs> It's <laughs> <laughs> a good oh Kenneth man. Oh Kenneth, I love you. You're awesome. 
Yes, indeed. I got one right. spangle. Huh? I'm on my way. Got one. Um, well, dang, I was hoping not to have to wait till January, but that's all right. I'm sorry. I'm busy too. Don't be. I'm a teacher. You got a, lot. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you got a, you got a lot of work ahead of you. Um, Feel free. We're friends on Facebook. We're mm -hmm. messenger all the time. Feel free to reach out to me anytime that you have uh, breaking news or anything you want to cover. I can always, you know, make something happen. We get you on for 10, 15 minutes or another whole, whole episode. How, how, whatever we got to do to get you into the show. Yeah. See, Chris Galt says 40 watching the live show. I, I don't have 40. I have 26 sitting on my screen. I don't know why this does this to me. Anyway, I will. Keep getting distracted. <laughs> Good timing. Yeah. All right. I'm shutting the comments off. From oh, mine. ouch. All right. I can't see them. Okay. But you need to go to bed at some point. Anyway, you have a long day tomorrow and you're on a long day today. My last two days have been crazy. Like I literally got home, took a shower, walked outside for about five minutes, helped put the kids back, put the kids to bed. Then I walked over to here, the screen, and did just like this. This side. One more minute. One more <laughs> minute. And you're like, no, it's fine. And then uh, about five minutes after that, we jumped on screen and had a knockout freaking interview. You are built for this. Just when, <laughs> whenever you're not doing campaign stuff. Well, this is campaign stuff. But yeah. schedule every podcast you can schedule. Obviously, you have set the bar very high, so you can only do real celebritarian podcasts. <laughs> now that you've been on the Cajun Libertarian, and Chris Spangle has been in my comment section. Maybe now you're a real celebritarian. Maybe so. You know what will help me with that is if I do goat yoga. Yes. We can do it together. You can come to Indiana, and we'll get my parents' goats, and we'll do yoga with them. I'm down. Or we can do we we can do that. I plan on coming to Indiana. I got a lot of love out there. Yeah, a lot of love in Indiana. Me and the wife and you and the husband. We can do goat yoga. Heck yeah! And then our kids can play together. We got four and a half acres. We're all right. Yep, I got three kids right around the same age as yours. Perfect. Yeah, I got a thirteen-year-old. Well, she's about to be thirteen. Uh, daughter. Then I have a almost five-year-old son and a just-turned two-year-old daughter. Oh, you'll make my husband's ovaries bleed. This <laughs> is full of birds. Oh, I love this. Hey, donate to PayPal, Lady for Liberty. Whoever it is that I demanded, like a real authoritarian, to post the comment for your website did not do that. So they are fired. Oh, ouch. Not my manager. Fired. He also doubles as my personal bitch so he can keep that job. Lord of mercy. <laughs> it's just raw. It's his words, not mine. <laughs> That's even better. All right. Any last words from Lady for Liberty? Down with the man. Down with the man. I love it. Kristen, thank you so much. You are amazing. You will be, without doubt, I have no question in my mind, the first elected libertarian to Morgan County, Indiana. No question. It's an easy win. We just have to let it. I like the way Brian Lambert says it. You've already won. We just got to let everybody else in Morgan County know that you have won. Well, thanks, Cajun. I've had a great time and you have a great night. Thank you very much. I've had an awesome time. You have a great night and a great weekend. And I cannot wait to talk to you soon. Peace.
Man, absolutely great interview. I say that every time because it, it is always awesome. But that was an awesome interview. That was freaking incredible. Um, I got a few more comments here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. A women. Yep. I always say that. I like it. Perla, great guest. Yes, I know. I was here. I'm just kidding. Thank you. You are a very committed uh, fan and teammate. Oh, I hate that word. Teammate in on the Cajun Libertarian brand, always sharing, always commenting. Thank you so much. Um, awesome, as usual. Cajun, yes, these these guests are just freaking great. Laura, same. Lori, same thing. Sorry, Lori. Excellent work for you both. Just incredible. Absolutely fantastic person. Obvious, Kenneth. Yes. Hey, and look, let me tell you that Kenneth is the one that got Kristen on the show. And so all the credit in the world to that man right there, Kenneth Fitzlath, for getting Kristen uh, on this program and the opportunity to showcase her in front of however many people are literally watching around the world. It's kind of weird. I have people pop into the comment section. Hey, from UK. Hey, from Australia, South America, Egypt. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. Um, I very honored, very honored. And so, thank you, Kenneth. Thank you, Kenneth, for uh, getting Kristen on the show. Wow, she was just absolutely amazing. So, with that said, let's uh, go to. <clears> hmm. <throat> I don't know. What do y'all think? Can we do Jack Casey, royalgreen.com, the worst and best author of our time? <clears throat> the worst because, well, he's just terrible. The best because he's a great punching bag for the Libertarian Party, and he's here to prove it with this great hairless chest and face with the capri pants on, I guess. I don't know what he's doing in those things. But you can buy his books and stand on them, or you can do like I do. I have his book right here, right on my desk. Well, green, this is the first one. You can't tell because I wiped it off of fingerprints or footprints, but I, I, I put this in front of the toilet so that my child, my toddler, he can stand on it, and then he can pee in the toilet properly. But you can read it. That's always an option. I am absolutely just <laughs> probably people watching this show for the first time. Like what the hell is going on right here? It's just, it's just crapping all over this author. Look at this book like, for real. Like that's Jack Casey wrote that. That's incredible. And I love that man. And I thank him for his service. And that is genuine. Jack Casey, I know you're watching as you always do. We love you very much. And thank you for your contribution to this movement. That is vastly important. Uh, still got comments rolling in. Um, thank you, Brad. Brad's a personal friend of mine in Mississippi. Haven't caught one of these in a while live. Glad I got to watch this one. Great job, my guy. Thank you, bro. I appreciate that, man. I have amazing guests. Amazing guests. I'm very lucky. I'm very blessed. I don't know why you guys put in. I don't know if I've said this on air, but I say it all the time behind the scenes. I feel like this is an elected position. I don't know why y'all chose me for this but I don't take it lightly, and I love you very much. Uh, James says, we are Jack Casey. That is correct. And I know I just know I'm missing stuff, but I was so 
like yeah yeah i really don't understand i i I walked in the door took a shower threw all my clothes on threw all my clothes off took a shower threw these these clothes back on and basically jumped on with Kristen. and so it is what it is great show we're at an hour and 10 minutes i love each and every one of y'all so very much i still got comments rolling in because we love you i love you too all of you very much Awesome. Much love. Thank you so much. I cannot express to y'all my gratitude and my heart for this movement and for each and every one of y'all. How do I make that happen more often? Barry White. Do I do it? Oh, maybe do a small ASMR reading. What's the matter, JDN? I feel watched. I think we should go downstairs for now. Trust me. I, I'd love to stay a while with you, but let's not give them the satisfaction. If we're going to be together, let's keep it. Oh my God. Let's keep it on our terms. That is ridiculous. That is a random paragraph. Oh my God. The irony of what's going on right now is hilarious. Um, I don't know, Kenneth. I don't know what happened, but that literally is unscripted. If you know anything about me, I'm very unscripted. Um, I flipped to a random page in Jack Casey's book and it was a freaking sex scene. Oh my God. Story time with Cajun. That's a terrible idea. Probably a great idea actually for viewership, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Anyway, I love you very much. I will see y'all at not the same Cajun time, but Definitely not the same Cajun channel because the next time you see me will be on the Cajun and Eskimo show from Bayou's to Igloos, our one, two, three, third episode on Muddied Waters Media. I love you very much. I know I say it a lot. It's because I mean it a lot. And I will see you on Muddied Waters Media Sunday night. And then I will be a guest on the Unfit Statesman podcast on Sunday night, I said the Sunday night first, uh, uh, Cajun Eskimo show from Bayou's Igloos on Muddy Water Media on Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m. Central Time. And then I will be on the Unfit Statesman, as a guest Unfit Statesman podcast at 8 p.m. Central Time on Sunday night. And then, then I will see you Monday night with Martha Bueno, same Cajun time, same Cajun channel, I love you very much, and I am out.